No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. All right, I don't know if we're live or not. Um, good morning, Club Wealth. I am Michael Hellickson, just kidding. I am Brian Curtis, and I'm sitting in for Michael Hellickson today, who's off speaking at an Explode conference, is my understanding. So we've uh, experienced technical difficulties this morning, but we are gonna push through. We have a, a great guest. Uh, Neil's gonna talk to us today about Home Partners of America and a great way to leverage another part of your business. So. I'm just going to start with a real simple question. Neil, tell us what Home Partners of America is, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Hey, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so Home Partners of America is a right-to-purchase program. So their uh, big goal is to get more people into home ownership. So they basically take renters and turn them into uh, home buyers through getting them into a home now that they have access to purchasing uh, at some point throughout their term living there. Gotcha. So with a program like that, I guess the, the first and most important question for probably the majority of the people watching today is, how does that help me? So I've got uh, I've got this guy who can't buy a house for what reason? And again, maybe before we even get there, tell me some of the criteria of the people that you're putting in this. So obviously for whatever reason, either income or credit or something is keeping these people from buying today. They would love to be buyers is my understanding, yep, yep. but unfortunately they're held back by something. So what are some of the things that are holding them back and what are some of the criteria that I can use to get some of these people into homes? Very good question. So most of the clients that we run into, uh, the, the minimum requirements for home partners is 550 plus credit score. Uh, no evictions within three, the last three years. Um, they actually allow bankruptcies as long as it's been discharged. So if it's been discharged at least one day, they will allow that. Same with foreclosures and short sales, as long as those have been completed. Um, and at least the minimum requirement for income is 50,000 adjusted gross income for the household to get approved for the program. Okay. So are they looking at debt to income ratio? Because I don't want to put, I'm guessing I don't want to put somebody in a house who has a 97% debt to income ratio sure. because they're never buying that house unless they get rid of a bunch of debt or I guess got more income that would. Correct. Good question. So they really focus on uh, renters that have the power and the want to purchase the property. Now they don't go into a crazy underwriting process like mortgage uh, origination, but they will, um, take into account debt to income ratio at some level. Okay. 
do you have any idea what what they're like so i can tell you right now as someone who's was in the mortgage business for a long time yep. you know, your conventional stuff is running around 45 debt to income ratio 45 percent um i've seen government stuff go up as high as 60 but 60 yep. is a, that's that's a real exception for all the agents watching out there don't try and get all your people into 60 percent dti there's a lot of moving parts for that but that's as high as i've seen it gone do they have any kind of maximum minimum type thing? That you know, I've, I've tried to figure out the algorithm for it and it's not, it's not there. The best thing to do is just have them apply. Typically when I talk to a tenant, uh, future resident, home partners gets them approved for a little bit more than what they want to spend for rent. Okay. So um, yeah, home partners, like I said, does take that into account. They do look for two and a half to three times monthly rent as income um, and then take into account the, the car payments and stuff of that nature. They don't focus on student loan debt or medical debt. Okay. So they're looking at it from That's a good. perspective similar to what the banks are. I mean, the banks yeah. look at student loan debt, but they're not going to necessarily look at it as strongly as other debt. And oftentimes you can defer that, not count it at all. So Correct. it sounds like they're using a similar model, maybe hybrided a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, Let's talk about what this really looks like. If, I, if I've got a client who, let's say they've got a 575 credit score, they've been trying to get their credit up, can't, can't quite get it up, and I say, okay, great, you know, we've got this program for you. What does that look like? What's their process? How challenging is for them? How challenging is it for us as, as agents? Very good question. So it's very simple for the agent as long as you do it the right way. So what I've learned doing this for two and a half, three years is, um, depending on what their rent budget is, I will, the only thing I really care about, and this is critical, is their timing, right? So obviously we have to purchase a home. We have at least two weeks, depending on the city, if there's a rental inspection that's required of make ready costs for home partners to go in and change the locks, make sure it's leaseholder ready. So the timing is the biggest thing with home partners and making sure that the tenant isn't strapped for time like if they have to move in five weeks because their lease expires it's just not fair to put your tenant through that but if they're flexible month to month um, then you start showing them houses based on the rent amount that they want to uh, pay on a monthly basis uh, show them houses for sale they love the idea um, that's been my biggest learning curve is if i go in just like a listing presentation you never want to try and sell someone about your listing awesomeness, right? Or home partners over the phone. It just doesn't work, right? Amen. So showing them houses is has been probably the biggest um, helper, if you will, with my success with home partners is when they find when you find them a rental that they that basically someone else will purchase and lease to them, and it's like an immaculate home that's for sale they'll do whatever it takes to get it, right? Um, and then obviously they'll be in better hands, right? They have a national property management company that manages the property um, and make sure that it's in tip top shape when they move in. So uh, tenants seem to love that. Once you find them a house that they want, you get them to apply for the program. That's one big difference um, between me and a lot of other agents that, that uh, do this program is I will show them the house. Uh, I'll find them a house that they want and then ha and then just send them a link to apply for the program, get approved for the program, 
then as agents, we submit all the information to home partners that they need to correctly assess the value. And then they run their numbers on what they feel the house is worth, comparables, rent market in that city, et cetera. And then they send over documentation to the tenant, basically approved saying, hey, do you agree to this rent amount, this purchase price? One cool thing about home partners, guys, is like they're super overly transparent. Good. So, which is good. So they will let you know what the year one, two, three, four, five rent price is and the year one, two, three, four, five purchase price. Because both of those, uh, depending on what city and state you're in, go up three to 5% each, each year. Okay, so, so they're just basically trying to stay with market trend. They're not trying correct. to gouge somebody. They're saying correct. rent goes up 3%, values go up 3%. Exactly. And you know. So you said something very interesting. You said that once you find them a house, then they apply. So here would be my question to you. Have you gone out and shown somebody 25 houses and found yes. out they don't qualify? Yep, yep. Okay. I have, um, and again, that's where the learning curve is. I go based on rent. I found out that if you are willing to pay more than $2,000 a month in rent, um, you are more apt to qualify for the program. Um, and the reason I do that, it's, it's, I promise it's not about the money because obviously the rent is the purchase price, but it doesn't hurt. But I think especially with the club all family, all the coaches, we all feel like if we say we can help someone, we better be able to. So I feel more confident being able to help someone that is able to pay more in rent just because the housing quality, when you're looking at $1,250 a month rent compared to $2,500 a month rent, home part, you know, you might get seven offers approved or uh, under contract at $1,250 a month, but home partners won't end up purchasing them because of it's not moving ready, et cetera. So, so, so let's talk a little bit of price point in your market because we're talking numbers. We're talking, you know, $1,250, $2,000, but, you know, each market's different. Like I've got correct. a team in Arkansas and $250,000 buys me a lot of a, a good size house there. I, I, I live in Boulder, Colorado now and $250,000 buys you a garage. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot different market to market. So tell me a little bit about your market as far as so we can kind of talk apples to apples. So, you know, what's the average sales price that you guys have in your market? Good question. So we're right around 300,000 okay. um, for Home Partners of America. 3000 a month rent dictates their highest purchase price in the Twin Cities, which is 450000 Now, I would, you know, once you guys start getting uh, familiar with home partners, go to their website, sign up as an agent, become certified. They have a video course uh, that you can take to learn more about the program and then learn your specific metro markets that are that participate in home partners because it's not everywhere. Absolutely. Like I know I can tell you right now it's in Denver, but it's not in my market in Arkansas. So Correct. yes, there, there's definitely places. So let's look at you. So your average sales price is $300,000. And I mean, I can tell you, and I'm assuming 100% financing here. I just did some quick math on my calculator. So if if you were financing $300,000, so if you're a BA buyer, let's say, yep. because obviously there's no there's not a lot of 100% programs out there, you're looking pr principal and interest right around 1380 a month. And then of course you have taxes and insurance. So, you know, at, 
for you, an average person spending $300,000, approximately what would their house payment be if they were to purchase a house, they have good credit? Very good question. So I'll, I'll take care of that. Home Partners is not a lender. Right. So you have to um, get approved, obviously, from a third-party lender to figure out what the, uh, what your, what the payments would be for the renter. But regarding, are you asking like what the I mean, rent? Just like I got a guy who's got an 800 credit score, has been a job for 20 years. He wants to buy a $300,000 house. He's VA, so he's not putting anything down. What's that guy making on a monthly payment? Is it 1,500, 1,800, two grand? About about where does that, that fall? Is that for the rent? No, 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 just a good, just a regular buyer. I'm sorry, I'm changing the subject on you. I apologize. Just if you had a regular buyer, you were going to buy a house and you were going to buy a house for $300,000, finance $300,000, approximately what would the mortgage payment be? What I'm trying to do is let the audience take a look at what a mortgage payment would be for a person who has great credit versus the rental payment through Home Partners of America. Because here's the thing that I've found with renters that sometimes we tell them stuff and they're like, well, why can't I have this? My buddy just bought a $300,000 house and he pays $1,700 a month. Why am I paying $2,500? Yeah. We need to be able to cover that objection. And I'm sure you have a process for that. I'm just trying to compare apples to apples. Yeah. So, so always, if they're able to purchase a property, that's always going to be the best option. The rent's sure. going to be more with home partners. None of the rent goes towards the principal. So okay. if they are wanting to purchase the property, they should do it as soon as possible. They can actually purchase, exercise the right to purchase uh, Any time after 90 days of moving in. Okay, so cool. at that $300,000 price point, you know, you're looking at 2,000, 2,500 bucks a month, probably. Be my okay. Guess. And then, and then, so if I was a per, if I was a purchaser, not, I'm, yep. I'm a good credit person. I'm going to pay yep. about two, two grand a month. If I'm a 550 with home partners, that same exact house, how much am I going to rent it for? That's what I'm trying to compare. Good question, my friend. So with that, it's different. It's interesting. Another algorithm that Home Partners has uh, takes into account, of course, more than likely, mostly the list price. And then you have taxes for that area and whether or not it's a finished basement. And in some states, they allow purchasing of pools. Um, I'm sure for insurance purposes that that gets taken into account as well. 300,000, we're looking at anywhere from 2,000 to 2,500 a month. For rent? Yep. Probably okay, like so closer to twenty two hundred. So you're probably looking at maybe paying ten percent more than what you'd pay if you yeah. had good credit and purchased yep. it outright. And, yep. and that's what I'm trying to get at. So yep. that's something I'm assuming that you cover with people. Say, look, yeah, you're going to pay a premium, but you also have the option to purchase at any time in the next five years. And and by the way, we've got you in a house; you don't have to move again. What what are some of the objections that you hear, and and how are you dealing with them? I guess. Uh, I would say the biggest objection that we would run into is the deposit. So having a property management company, I know that most security deposits are one month's rent, mm-hmm. okay, plus first month's rent to move in. Um, and then for home partners, it's two months rent deposit, which is fully refundable with interest. So when they move out, home partners has to be able to deposit back, barring any damages, of course. So it is kind of a small fortune to get into it. Um, but again, when you're working with people that are willing to pay 2,500 bucks a month, it's less, it's less of an issue than someone at 1250 a month, et cetera. Absolutely. So that's the big yeah. objection that we have, the time, the moving time, the timing, you know, having to wait six, seven weeks is sometimes hard for them to, to be able to do if they're in a lease that, that expires. 
Okay. So where are you getting the majority of your leads for from this? It sounds like this is something you're doing on a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, getting, getting poorly qualified people is not the most challenging thing, but at the same point in time, my guess is you're still looking for a, a certain person. Are they people who are coming up organically through other lead generation or are you actually marketing to these people? Very good question. And that's, I, I definitely wanted to touch on that. So having tenant, doing tenant placement. So anyone that's on here that has property management, that's in a home partner's market, it's like so mandatory that you guys get versed in this because if you're showing or your team is showing houses for rent and obviously you have the responsibility of your client, the owner of the property to try and get his property rented. If that tenant doesn't like that property, hey, you know what? I have another option. I actually work, uh, I partner with an investor that will purchase properties that are for sale, might get you a little bit nicer house. I'll send you a list. Um, another critical that I do differently is I send them a list of the MLS. I don't send them to home partners because then they start reading and, oh, it's a scam or whatever. So I send them a list of properties to go look at through the MLS and say, hey, this is within your rent budget. Let me know which ones you want to go take a look at. So nice. doing the tenant placement thing. And then guys, when you have listings that are in a home partner's market, it is, and that's my little, uh, gift for you guys today is my addition to my listing presentation I added to remind you to talk about home partners when you're in a listing presentation. Current listings that you have, um, if you just market on Zillow, you'll get enough leads to possibly double end that deal. You know, and that's so, the so, so explain that to me a little bit more. I appreciate that. So I'm I'm the I'm the seller, and you're sitting with me. You've gone through the rest of your listing presentation. You say, oh, by the way, I have this really cool program that I do with Home Partners of America. Pitch to me like I'm sitting, like, like I'm the seller so I can understand it so our audience can see what you're saying. Awesome, yeah, so Mr. Seller, we partner with an investor that will actually purchase properties once me as an agent finds a renter. So what that means to you is giving us permission to market your property for rent. It will not overlap any of the for sale marketing, but that gives us, in, in the Twin Cities, it's actually 54% more people in the pie of people looking for housing are looking to rent. So we're actually doubling your odds of finding someone to purchase your property. We've done hundreds of transactions with home partners um, and it's, it's, it's very slick, it's a no brainer. So basically I just get permission from them to allow us to market the property for rent. And then we do both rental and for sale marketing on the property. And they, I mean, they love the idea. Do you have any sort of info? I'm, I'm, I'm an infographics guy. The, the odd yep. thing about me is I don't, I'm not a visual learner, but I also understand that 70% of the population is. So do you have like an infographic that shows this is the, the number of people potentially who could buy your house. And then this is the number of people who could buy and rent like a, a pie graph. You got or, it. Yep. If you go to, I believe uh, Tara said it was clubwealth.com slash forward slash Neil Lawson, you'll be able to download the exact infographic that I use in my listing presentation, not branded. So you guys can brand it to your own. So I put that together for my listing presentation and figured I could share that with you. Um, has the stats on there with the pie chart showing that we, we more than double your odds to sell your property. So with that in mind, um, let's talk seller marketing a little bit. So 
you know, for I understand in a listing presentation, but you know, one of the biggest problems that we have in our industry is not necessarily closing in the listing presentation. Although I'm sure some of us can get better at that, including me. Um, but the the goal is to get in front of more sellers. So, are you using yeah. any sort of marketing with Home Partners of America to get in front of more sellers? Good question. So, it's a very easy pitch when we're talking to people on the phone for sale by owners expired because we have that. No one else is doing this. And there's three out of five of the top producing Home Partners agents in the Twin Cities uh, for Home Partners. I mean, you guys have a, a crazy advantage not being in the Twin Cities because the competition here is fierce. But if, you know, so seller, my point is sellers haven't heard this. So if you're telling them, hey, you have an investor that'll purchase your property for cash within three weeks, I just have to find a tenant, like they're all ears. So it gets you at the table and then you can explain obviously your seller package and then including the Home Partners of America piece as well. So I'm calling an expired and I say, hey, Mr. Expired, this is uh, Brian Curtis with Home HomeQuest Realty and I'm just reaching out to you. I saw your house expired on the MLS and I'm just, I've got a really cool program that might be able to sell your house for very in a very quick period of time. I'd love to sit down and meet with you. Is that something, you know, what's your scripting? Yeah, that's pretty much it, Brian. You know, just getting them intrigued and letting them know like uh, we're different, right? That's the biggest thing. No one, no one's been able to advertise his property the way we will. So getting the appointment with something exactly like you just said is perfect. And then you can walk him through Obviously, the for sale stuff, um, 44 point listing presentation, right? Um, and then the uh, Home Partners of America stuff. Okay, so that's an expired. What are you, what are you saying to FISBOs? Because, you know, obviously some FISBOs, the whole reason they didn't list is they're trying to save money. They don't want to pay an agent, different things like that. So um, let's talk FISBO marketing for that. So I call that FISBO up and what, what am I going to say to that person to get them to potentially uh, meet with? Perfect. So prefacing, all I want is permission to market their property. Okay. okay. Best case, I get the listing, right? But all I want is permission to market their property. I know I'm going to get at least one or two home partners leads and hopefully be able to purchase that property with home partners. Worst case, I get two or three home partners leads that I convert to home partners and we buy a different house. doesn't matter. So I'm just letting them know like, hey, you know, I have a potential to purchase your property. I'm not looking for a listing. Um, just, you know, when if, when would be, be a good time to sit down and, you know, see if this would be a good fit to, to help you market your property? Because it is free. And again, all I want is a listing. If I show them value and start actually generating leads and showing the property, now you're top of mind right? Maybe doing uh, an open house form and then you're, you'll end up getting the listing. Okay. So basically, it's, home partners. yeah. So basically it's, Hey, Mr. Fisbo, I'm, I'm reaching out to you. I've got a program where we have investors that buy houses. Um, I'd love to come over and take a look at it. I'll show you how, you know, how our program works. You can get an idea of what we're doing. And I'm assuming that you ask them to pay, you know, if I bring you a buyer, Correct. Yeah, yeah, will yeah, you yeah, pay yeah. us a commission? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a real important thing. Now, here's an interesting question for you, Neil, though. Would you be willing to market someone's house who wasn't wasn't thrilled with doing that? They weren't. Well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily want to deal with that. Um, is that something that you would do just to get to because like you said, I'm getting two, three, four 
potential leads off of that property. If someone says, no, I'm not interested in doing that, would you still market their property? I would for sure okay. with permission. Yeah. And most, most of them will pay something, but again, I mean, we had one rental last year, 1650 a month. So not even in my crazy good range, we placed a tenant there obviously and had four home partners transactions from it. So you never know which listing rental or sale listing is going to pop off. You just want as many as you possibly can working the leads correctly, you know, well, that's, that's great. I mean, you know, and here's what I love about what Neil just said. He's not looking at one sale. And I feel like sometimes agents get stuck. They're like, well, that seller won't pay me. I don't want to deal with him. He's a jerk, blah, 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 blah. But one of the things, if you guys are out there dealing with FISBOs, try to understand the mentality of a FISBO. Yeah. A FISBO, they're not always a jerk. And I've, if there's just a lot of people who say, oh, I'm sick of those FISBOs. They're jerks. They don't respect us. You know, here's the thing. There are people out there just like each and every one of us trying to save a little bit of money. They probably don't understand the real estate process. You know, they've sold two houses in the last 15 years. It is a seller's market in most of the country right now. So the truth of the matter is it's not that hard to sell a house. So that doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity there. I did this yeah. for years um, back in the boom in 05 and 06, where basically I marketed Pispo houses for free all the time. I didn't even have a cool program like Neil has, but I marketed those and I didn't take a commission. I offered to manage the transaction if it went under contract for yeah, 1%. Exactly. But for every house that I put marketed, I probably sold three houses. So, and again, I'm not interested in working for free. That's not what I'm suggesting, but please understand there are ways to create business using other people's properties. And uh, it's just, just a different way to do it. Here's another thing for you guys out there who do this. I actually, if I were to go on a FISBO appointment and they didn't want to list their house, but they agreed to market it. Another thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to ask them, can I put a lockbox on your house? And here's why, because my thought is that, and then we, we train them a little bit. So you know, you've dealt with FISBOs. Realistically, if 10 people call a FISBO, how many of them are agents, Neil? Yeah. Six, seven, eight yeah. out of 10 are probably agents. So it's a really cool trick. You put a lockbox on their house and you give them this script. Guys, are you sick and tired of dealing with all these agents who are really just coming over trying to list your house? And of course they are. And then you say to them, here, here's a simple thing. I'll put a lockbox on your house. And next time somebody calls you and says, Hey, I want to, um, you know, I want to come over and look at your house. Great. There's a lockbox on the front door. What time are you going to be there? Now you've eliminated that client meeting with another agent and the client didn't want to meet with an agent. They just want to sell their flipping house. They don't want to go to 17 listing appointments a month that they thought were somebody bringing them a house because we all know the script. I'll be in your neighborhood next week. I have a buyer. No, you don't. So anyway, just an interesting aside as, as we look at that. What other kind of marketing are you doing? Are, are you doing any direct marketing like Craigslist or Facebook or any of that type of stuff? I am not. So we used to do Facebook marketing. And if you're not smart with it, you'll get inundated with hundreds of leads a day. I mean, you could spend your whole day responding back to people that make $50,000 a year as a family, but they want to rent, you know, $2,000 a month houses, right? Or you just get... People come out of the woodwork when you advertise on, on on Craigslist for sure. If you just search your city for Craigslist, I know in the Twin Cities it's just inundated with whole partner stuff. So people are just they're not about it anymore. Um, so most of our marketing, and that's why I wanted to talk about listings. Another 
way to market properties, guys, and this is so critical. If you work with investors who are flipping properties, you can do check with your local MLS boards or whatever, but coming soon's have been huge. So we get to market it and possibly sell it before it even hits the market through home partners. Okay. So we'll market the property for rent. There's a way, um, if, you, if you want, Brian, I can show you exactly how I look up a property, what it would be worth Absolutely. or what it would rent for. So let me share my screen here and I'll show everyone what I do here. So this is where the, the areas are that's allowed. So I can send that, I, or I posted it in the group. I can post it again so everyone knows where, where Home Partners exists. Um, and let me pull up the site. So if you just go to homepartners.com um, and then you go to rent estimator, just click no for, is it on the MLS? Log in here quick. Typically don't have to log in, but. Technology works great, except when it doesn't, right? Telling you. And it shuts down their site. And this is key because now once you figure out what the rent amount is, it'll say, is the property, I mean, you know where to go. You guys aren't dumb. You guys will figure it out. Is a property currently listed on the MLS? It'll make me log in. Just make an account, then go here. Um, next question is like what the taxes are, what the annual taxes are what the address is, guys, it's critical. You can check, you can run the address to make sure that it's in a, a home partners approved community. Then it'll ask if it has a finished basement that adds on to the rent, has a homeowners association. And then it'll also ask if, um, uh, there's one more thing, I'm trying to think of what it is. I wish it would pop up, but you'll be able to figure it out. It's, you can pull the tax information from the county records or whatever, and, and, and then it'll, literally populate what the rent would be. Oh, the purchase price, right? So if your investor's like, hey, we're gonna list it at 299.9, put the purchase price in there, it'll populate exactly what the rent is. And then you go and market that rent, just consumer facing everything, just say rent is estimated, you know, it'll roughly be around this amount just so that, you know, no one's getting upset if it's not, not the correct rent amount. Um, but so again, basically, I'm going to fill that out and it's going to give, I'm going to put in one, two, three Main Street in Minnesota and it's yep. going to, it's going to, I'm going to put all the data in there. Then it's going to kick back to me that basically if they were going to rent, if Home Partners buys this house, they'll rent it for $2,500 a month. You got it. Okay. And then you, so are you doing that before you go on a listing appointment so you can share that with the seller? I am. Uh, for obvious reasons. I don't want to talk about it if it's not in an approved community. Sure. So, yep. So I just double check the address. You can even do it right from your phone. I've done that. If I'm just, you know, running from appointment to appointment, check the address on my phone. Great. You know, it is an approved community. And then I go into why that's so great. You know, um, you can market a listing for rent way before you're going to put it on the MLS. You know, if they're still doing touch-ups and stuff like that, um, especially for investments, like flipping, flipping properties, you just get, you know, three to seven pictures, kitchen, master, master bath, outside, backyard, family room, renters, all they need to see is the quality and they're going to hit you up and you're, you can show the property and potentially get it sold. You know, home partners will buy it from for sale by owners. They'll buy pre-list with dual agency. Um, we've done a bunch of those. So I think it's an absolute no-brainer. 
um, to get in the door with people ahead of the game. If they're not ready to list, well, hey, we do have this other option. It's a great way to gauge the market as well if you're not getting a lot of leads, et cetera. So that's been huge to our listing presentation and just our overall success. Yeah, it sounds like you're, you, you're, you know, here's, here's one of the things that I've been saying for the last few years, and I, I say the year, but in 2019, I firmly believe that being different in and of itself almost makes you stand out. Now, I prefer different and better. I'm not just, not just different, but the reality is, is that, you know, every agent, you know, it's, I, I've been saying this for a couple of years too. There's so much information out there. None of us are failing in business because there's not enough information. There's more information available today than there ever was before. So, you know, we all have very similar listing presentations. We all learned the same scripts. We've all done this. Those of us who are trying to perform at a high level like Neil. So, you know, I love that you've come up with just just a tweak because you know if if someone's talking to five people and realistically today you know i remember starting in real estate you went to a listing appointment if you missed it it was because you were really crappy because they weren't talking to anybody else as long as you did a decent job and didn't and got along with the seller they listed their house nowadays they're talking to three four five seven people they're looking at zillow instant off there's so many moving parts out there so you've got to be different. And I love the fact that you're coming with something that's unique, it's different, and it adds value. And, you know, think about that just in general as you're out working with buyers, working with sellers, is if you're saying, if your value proposition is, I'm going to do a great job, I'm going to show up at, on time, you need a better value proposition because yeah, everybody, that is the, that's the minimum standard out there, guys. We've got to bring something else. And, you know, it's, it's interesting too. someone I was talking to the other day said, you know, well, I'm selling a $300,000 house and it's $9,000 commission. And, and I'm assuming 6%, by the way, it's not $9,000 commission. It's $18,000 commission. You're selling a $500,000 house. It's not $15,000 commission. It's $30,000 commission. Yes. yes. That's our side that we split with our companies. But you got to remember, the seller doesn't care who where that check goes. Yeah. The $30,000 still comes off of them. We have to show value. And I love that we've got, you know, just you're coming up with additional things to do that. So let's talk real quick about um, some of the problems and not to be negative, but, you know, it's great. I'm sure how many of these transactions have you done approximately? Do you have a number? Uh, with my referral partners, close to 174. Okay. But so my guess is I'm not, you've never seen every everything. Anyone who says they've seen everything scares me. But my you know doing a hundred over a hundred seventy transactions this way, what kind of pitfalls? What are the, some of the things that you've learned? Maybe uh, some of us who are watching can take a shortcut and no offense, not make some of the mistakes you made just because you didn't know. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, it was a year before I finally realized some of the things that home partners would always call in inspection. So they, they, they have changed some of their uh, guidelines for houses that they will and won't purchase. The, the house has to be updated and uh, any age of the house prior to 1980 has to be updated. So they define updated because that's kind of a vague. Good term. question. Uh, bathrooms or kitchen updates, right? Granite, stainless, et cetera. They just don't want to deal with old houses. Um, they pretty much became a landlord overnight. So they just, they have the data. They just don't want to do it. So move in ready. The first place I'm going to, you know, in the house is the mechanicals room. They call out old stuff that they're going to have to replace during that two weeks of make ready furnace, water heater, air conditioning. 
I'm, I'm not an expert, but this has really helped me become better at identifying older mechanicals, huge, uh, you know, the breaker box, stuff like that. And then just the overall condition, you know, cause they do a really good job of doing an inspection, but then negotiating the inspection. So that's been a huge hurdle is just making sure that you're realistic with the buyers. If they're, if, if, or the prospective residents, they're, if we're walking through a house and they're like, Hey, you know, we can update this. And it's like, well, home partners isn't going to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to be, you only have a, a certain number of tries before the residents like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like it's too, I, I wanted that house. It didn't work. I wanted that house. It didn't work. Right. So now we've gotten uh, to know what they bought, just going through those, uh, that number, that uh, number of transactions. So the nicer the house is, the better. That brings me back to the higher rent. It's not about getting paid more. It's honestly, honest to God, it is the likelihood that that transaction happens, likelihood of a happy prospective resident, et cetera. So that's been the I would say the biggest hurdle, but I've learned a ton as well. Sellers will take a lot less than you think they will. Um, they will negotiate an inspection period the way Home Partners does it is quite genius. Um, so there's that. Um, with with the on top of the seller taking less than you think they will, they will pay above list price. You know, they're typically 95% to 105% of list price. If there's multiple offers, they will pay more than list just so you know they're not some investor lowballing everybody um they won't pay what it's worth so okay. there's my two cents on that so let me ask you this so some of the things that have just kind of you know and i'll be honest i've never done a single one of these transactions yeah. so um, neil's the expert not me i'm just having these thoughts as i go along so if i was in an ideal world and i know we don't live there i want a roof that's less than 10 years old heat and air that's less than 10 years old ac that's less than 10 years old do you try and focus on that stuff? Do you go through the MLS, talk to the listing agent, find that information out before you go and show them a house? Because it sounds like you could walk into a great house, like you know, a house that I bought, for example, in 2014. It's a great house, but I had to replace the heat and air almost immediately um, because it was 15 years old and it just started to fail. It wasn't a bad house, yeah. but I can see Home Partners of America going, hey, that AC is 15 years old. We know sometime in the next three years, we're going to have to, you know, get rid of that. We want to deal with it now. So yeah. what's that process look like? And, you know, how are you making sure that you're not showing houses as much as possible that you're going to not close on? Very good question. So newer the house is the better, of course. Um, another thing is, is when you're walking through the house, I look for additions, anything that maybe the seller did themselves or any DIYs, uh, no permits that were pulled. It's an absolute Home partners won't mess with it. Um, I, I, I will say I, I do not reach out to the agent to check the age. When I'm walking through a house, when I first see it, I'm like, home partners will buy it. I'm, then I'm walking through the house and my percentage is either going higher or lower, right? Based on uh, what I see. So that's kind of where I have a, a, a rally check with the prospective resident if like there's just some weird stuff that weren't in pictures like the odds we can try like don't get me wrong but the odds are are lower than whatever um so i won't necessarily 
reach out to the agent. I will definitely look at the seller's disclosures though. If I know that the prospective resident loves it, mostly looking at the age of roof like you brought up and the permits to make sure that all permits were pulled and then any you know, insurance claims and stuff like that, make, make sure that the seller said that they did all the repairs you know, through a contractor and stuff like that. Good. And I imagine there's some scripts that go along with this. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I was working with one of these people, I would politely let them know that they kind of suck as a buyer. So, you know, again, politely, not, I'm not going to say that, but I would say, look, guys, you have some restrictions. And because of that, we're going to narrow it down to this group of houses that are going to qualify. And I know that you love this house built in 1974 on two <laughs> acres that has a pool and a bar. And I appreciate that, but that is not your situation, get your credit score up, get some more income, then we'll go look at that. So I've got to believe more than just even a regular buyer, you have to maintain control. And I think I would be pretty aggressive on the front. Guys, I can do this for you. However, please understand, these are the boxes that we have to fit in. Do Are you okay with that? And are you, are you doing stuff like that to make sure that you're not out showing houses and wasting your time? Well, I will show houses and if that has to get brought up, I like to stay, unless I have to, I keep negative out. I know you want to set the reality, but unless I have to, I'm not going to. So a lot of times, you know, when I'm training an agent in and we're doing like a home partners thing and they're showing a tenant, they'll say, hey, well, home partners won't even buy it. The tenant will be like, number one, it raises red flags. Number two, it's like, oh, I, you know, I didn't like this one anyways. So I wait till they show some sort of interest before I bring up like, hey, you know, all I want to do is make sure that this happens, right? You're happy. You get the house that you absolutely love, that you want to you know, live in for as long as you want, potentially purchase it, right? This is what I know. Home partners needs move in ready, you know, a couple red flags, not saying it's a deal breaker. I'm just letting you know, you know, there's time. The biggest obstacle is the time, right? You have the 10 day inspection that's required for home partners and they wait till that last day. So if you only have seven, eight weeks, you only have one house to try on. So, you know, you can always go back to that house or um, just let them know like, hey, from my experience, the odds aren't as good. Like they might get it under contract, but then they'll find the, the old furnace, you know, you know, the roof is old and they'll call it out and then maybe we can't negotiate to purchase the property after inspection. Gotcha. So I may, yeah, I, I found my best success keeping the negative out until they love a house that I don't think home partners will buy. Um, and it's worked. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And you know, I, I love that. I heard you say a couple of things today that I really love. It doesn't feel like you're overqualifying people. And as real estate agents, as a group, I'm not talking about those watching Club Wealth TV necessarily. We do have a tendency to overqualify and I feel like we lose transactions. So we're so busy qualifying. And, and by the way, the reason I say that is, you know, no one wants to feel like they're being overqualified, you know, so, you, you know, do that subtly, get an idea of what someone wants, but, you know, go and meet people in person. I love that you said that too, that the first place I'm going to try and do that is in a house because the reality is if they've spoken to other agents, they've probably gotten this. Oh, you, you're not approved by a lender. Oh, your you know, your credit score is okay. below 600. Oh, I, I don't have time, attention, detail for you. So my guess is, and again, not personally have done this, showing up and showing these people that you have something for them and you're willing to work with them, I'm going to guess you get a ton of referrals from it. 
I'm going to guess that the people really appreciate what you're doing. It kind of reminds me back uh, when I started in 05, we uh, probably got some people in the houses who shouldn't, but that's a different story. But we really worked our butts off getting people with not such good credit and helping them and structuring stuff. Those people were clients for life because we bent over backwards for them. That sounds like you're doing the same thing with uh, with home partners, and it sounds like you're doing a great job with it. So we've got uh, about 30 seconds left, Neil. I'm just gonna, you know, final thoughts. What's the what's one last thing that you want to say to the audience that they need to know about the home partners program? Use it. <laughs> sign sign up um, unless you're in the Twin Cities. Long, I hope you're not watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely sign up. Um, get registered, do the certification, and I'm an open book. You know, clubwealth.com forward slash Neil Lawson. Get the, the PDF that you can add to your listen presentation. Um, like I said, I'm an open book. Find me on Facebook and BSM. I'm speaking there. So make sure that you come and say hi. Absolutely. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of conclude with that. If you have questions, Neil's already said he's happy to talk to you. We really appreciate that. That's uh, that giving back spirit that we were kind of talking about. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for being on today. So much amazing information. And, uh, you know, Neil's got that download, get that download. And more importantly, go to BSM. Neil will be there, get an opportunity to talk to him. He'll walk you through it, I promise. And uh, so thanks everybody today. Neil, thank you so much for being on. And uh, I look forward to seeing you here in a couple of months at BSM. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody.